back everyone it's been a while <laughs> it's been a while a while um and we've changed up things just a little bit for this week because i'm talking about a topic essentially that kind of started from last week so we're changing the days on what shows are which so this week we're doing more tech on tuesday at, at 7 30 instead of 6 30 and on thursday we're going to be going back to oh thank you i know something just happened um but right on thursday we're going to be having esports wrap at 6 30. should be 6 30. confirm with that a little bit later on check twitter twitter at more underscore cookies so this week we're going to be talking about apple mm -hmm. And that's pretty much what I was trying to allude to a moment ago. So what's happening with Apple? They actually had an event last week where they were going over some new things that they were bringing out. One of which was Apple AirTags. Now for me, by the way, um, now that I actually see what it is, Leah Star 242, thank you for following. Welcome to the cookie pack. So if you hear some jingling okay probably yeah my mic is actually blocking it but AirTags essentially is a competitor to tile if you don't know what tile is you don't, if you don't know what air tags are then essentially what it is is that these are things that allow you to drop them into your bike into your um wallet in on your keys this that and the next and for the most part you can then connect them via Bluetooth to then update whenever you think you found, well, sorry, whenever you have lost something and you want to find it, then you just go and search for it on your phone. It tells you the location. Now, I've had some conversations with some persons regarding this. And uh, some of them were very pro iPhone with it. One, they definitely wanted to go AirPods, sorry, AirTags. Everything's air. Um, me personally, I felt the need to stay on tile. And let me explain that to you just really quickly. So the reason why I decided to stay on tile instead of going with it is one, it's locked to, well, the Apple ecosystem, meaning I'll need an iPhone. My go-to is not an iPhone. It's actually a pixel from Google. I do have an iPhone. I just don't use it for much other than uh, what I need to use it for, testing stuff, and that's pretty much about it. So it really wouldn't work for me. Whereas Tile works on pretty much everything. Is <laughs> Apparently iPhones are only good for selfies, according to Twice. Hey, Origins, welcome to the chat. Well, welcome Twice as well. So, yeah. Um... Tile, on the other hand, pretty much allows me to keep abreast of wherever my phone... Well, I can track my phone, for starters. I can use... I can have other people onto the account, and I can use other tags, essentially, to find other things. So, my phone, I can hold down my tag, and it'll start beeping. I want to find my keys, go into my phone. I can go on my iPhone. I can go into my Android. It doesn't really matter. I'm not locked. Uh, let's see. iPhones are overpriced. Hype is what's keeping iPhones alive. 
I don't really agree with that. Um, iPhones were always a thing back in the day originally because they were elite status type things. So that's what really made them popular. You always saw like the artsy crowd or the, the in crowd at a Starbucks or something like that with an iPhone. And that's what started getting people to uh, really want an iPhone. They wanted to be in that crowd. So that's where it all started from. Um, then they really started to get uh, better with their camera. They became known as the camera phone for a long, long time until Pixel took over. And then I think there are other phones like the OnePlus and a few others that have started to really start to make their way up there along with Samsung. Um, and yeah, they, they look pretty. They were also known to be the simple phone. Like it's basic where, you know, you can give it to a kid and they can figure it out. They have they actually gave the iPhones to monkeys and the, the monkeys were able to play the games and figure out the iPhone. So that's, that's the kind of just behind where Apple really is. They simplify things. They, they pioneer, AKA take other things, reinvent them to make them simpler. That's pretty much it. But I'm not here to rip on Apple. <laughs> We're actually here to talk about Apple today. Um, so that was a cool little thing that they came out with. Do I really think it's needed? No, I, I really don't. It's expensive for starters and it's locked into an ecosystem that is not great that it's locked into an ecosystem. Just sorry, not sorry. So the only Apple I support is the fruit. Well, I mean, the fruit is not a bad one. I actually do enjoy apple juice. Um, that being said, they came up with something else called Apple TV Plus. And so that's a few extra things. It's, it's okay. I will say though, one cool thing that they did, now that I think I'm back about it with the Apple tags is that if someone was to slip one into your bag, for an example, it would give a little notification sound so you would know that there's something up in your bag meaning that you won't just automatically be tracked and whenever they decide to find out where hey where's my tag let's see where they live um yeah so that one's that one's a little bit different that one's actually a good add-in i will admit um apple also brought in a 4k tv which is the first time for them um which Admit, I was actually surprised when I realized that they had not gone 4K yet. Because uh, that's a very big thing. That's a lot of people are getting into the 4K streaming now and preparing for 8K streaming now, which we don't really need. But um, overall, it's got a pretty nice chip. It's a A12 chip, which I remember correctly was a version that they had inside one of the previous iPhones. Um, and allows it to have HDR and faster frame rates. Um, so even over AirPlay, which is actually pretty decent. That means that it's playing from your iPhone to your TV. I can't really complain about that. Let's see. I respect people's decisions to like iPhones, but they don't say things like it is the best. <laughs> it, yeah, it's not the best phone, but it, it's situational. I'll say it that. The ecosystem is amazing, so if you're already in the Apple ecosystem, an iPhone just makes sense to a lot of people. Um, 
And in terms of the 60 hertz screen on any Apple device, well, I mean, that should be coming pretty soon. I would support Apple if they weren't so overpriced. That's a whole nother thing. They've, that's part of the elitism right there. Like that, that's their thing. With the new Apple uh, TV 4K though, there's a new Siri remote, which it has an outer ring and a five-way control. So it's a lot more, I think old school AirPod, like with the dial. And that's pretty much what you're getting on a remote. Um, it also has a power button. You can turn off the TV and the Siri button is now on the side, much like it is on the iPhones. So it's a pretty, it's, they're kind of consolidating the design idea, which is not bad. Um, they also added in a light sensor with the new version of iOS that your iPhone will calibrate to your TV exactly to compensate for any slight shifts in color and brightness. So if you move your iPhone to a point on the screen and well, off you go. So then they came out with the new 24 inch IMAX, which I mentioned on my TikTok video. If you guys haven't checked me out on TikTok, please check it out. More cookies, no underscore or anything like that in there. Um, but they're going very much back old school but new school with this they're going old school in that they're going back to colors which we haven't seen since the plastic backed versions way back when but they are now the thinnest imax out there using a new m1 well i shouldn't say a new m1 chip but the uh m1 chip that they've been using um from last year is now out inside these new imax and supposedly they work very well. Me personally, I'm a little worried about overheating because of the taxing nature that computers typically have. That's my real concern. And the fact that they actually shrunk down the heat sinks inside these and pretty much just gave them two fans, like small fans, like roughly around this big to vent all of that heat out. Granted, they consolidated, they took out the graphics um, the gpu cpu and all, like they pretty much merged three chips into the one m1 chip and they're saying that the battery efficiency and power efficiency is much better because of that and allows them to save space which i'm hoping pretty much means that you know this doesn't generate too much heat but i'm still concerned let's see i'd love to use an apple watch and ipad while having my oneplus phone that would be great. The only unfortunate thing is that's probably never going to happen. Um, even when it comes to iMessage, Apple pretty much said, you know, and paraphrasing a lot here with this, but essentially they're saying that they would be shooting themselves in the foot if they allowed Androids to have iMessage because that's their thing. They want it to be just for them. Um, now in terms of airdrop to your PC to connect them all, that would be nice. But you can already do that with a lot of other things. You can screen mirror to your phone, to your computer using like visor. You can have text coming to your t um, computer with mighty text. There's a lot of different things. You can even like drag and drop um, files across using different apps. It just depends and you just have to have it connected. Can it be wireless though? Some if you do a Bluetooth, but it's, it's a little wonky, so it's not perfect. 
and twice is saying is it bad that i'm actually hyped for it even though the specs aren't that great yes and no um yes in that you're by all means feel free to be hyped about anything you want to be hyped i would personally say don't jump for it within three to six months of it coming out but that's just me personally um now i know they came with some true tone colors and they're saying like it's great for color um like the color on it is very very true to life um which is great in case you want to do things like videography or art because you need those colors to be on point when you're doing things like that but um yeah the neural Im um neural engine will be used in a new format as well especially because it has a front-facing camera that's 1080p that's pretty much going to be using the neural networking engine that's on the new m1 chip to how should i say this improve the color and sharpness and a lot of like they they have like six different things that it pretty much works on to enhance to make sure that you have a very good webcam quality they also have it set up where um the speakers pretty much have two sub well two woofers and a tweeter so on both sides so well, it gives you good sound and it also has um noise accuracy so that it actually can pick up on your voice using several different microphones to make sure that they're not really getting anything in your background or from anything that you might be listening to too much so it kind of adjusts just to you kind of like one of these nice microphones would do in a sense except this is just one microphone that is super powered to pretty much collect just my voice and not anything behind me so if i snap my fingers it's not as clear as if it was in front of me or whatnot but um with this because it has it it's a lot like what they do with phones a few microphones around the place and it just collects it very nicely um let's see editing clips and stuff yeah you're right um so in terms of connections these new iMacs have a four time USB-C port which is good especially considering that the um <laughs> the laptops pretty much only had one USB-C connection previously so I think they probably learned from that just a little bit and you know a PC needs a little bit more than just one versus you know a laptop and I'm hoping that in the future the laptops come with more as well you'll see that probably later on this year though um, it has two thunderbolts, which is great, and a magnetic power cable and a small power connector, a power adapter. Of course, the Ethernet connects to the power adapter and runs to the power, which is nice. But I feel like they could have just built it in one time because, and if your power, well, actually no, if your power adapter breaks, you can't use your iMac. So, yeah, you you kind of need to get a new adapter anyway. And uh, lastly, but not least, they're bringing Touch ID over to the iMac using the new keyboards that they have. So, yeah, we're going to be moving over into the iPad Pros now. Now, I will admit the new iPad Pro, 
we're getting into we're getting into the pricing <laughs> by the way twice king of charging you more for less i i agree but let's get into the ipad pro for starters they're coming with the m1 chip you know that's great um i'm a little surprised that they they're putting the same chip they have inside of an imac into an ipad pro um especially since there's no venting system with this like they have with the iMac so at least they knew that there were going to be more thermal requirements on something like a computer versus a tablet but I feel like their entire video from like what was it three years ago where it was pretty much like what's a what's a computer um pretty much saying that tablet's going to replace the personal computer they're trying for that you can see them building up for it but at the same time they're if they built it like this they recognize that it can do more and have more power than a tablet so when we get into it ipad os is going to be pretty much having a 50 percent jump in performance versus the last gen ipad and the battery life is going to be better there's about 40 percent better graphical performance and they say it's about 1500 faster than the first ipad model which i don't know well ipad pro model which i don't know why they'd really be comparing it to something like that considering that's 12 years ago again that's 12 years ago why are you comparing it to something from then that's over a decade ago some people weren't actually no i i could say some people weren't born yet but i mean i mean technically someone was not born just yesterday so uh, but thankfully this will have usb c as well so yeah you don't need to be stuck with lightning connector uh you're also going to be getting get this a thunderbolt built into it as well yes you're right well you heard that right you're getting thunderbolt on an ipad now that's going to be using the USB 4 connectivity. It's going, but with the um, USB C type connector. So you're getting the best of both worlds right there. Um, there's new camera system on the iPad. It's the same four mic setup from previous, however. But uh, there's actually going to be smart HDR3 that's built into it thanks to the new M1 chip, meaning that your colors are going to pop a lot more when you take your photos or videos. But, um, there's one thing that a lot of people, and I know there are going to be people that buy an iPad Pro and they kind of bring it to somewhere like the Bahamas or somewhere that doesn't have 5G at this exact moment. And they're going to be like, so I want to get 5G on my phone. How do I get that? The love of all that is sweet, holy, and uh, or defiled. But it's going to be based off of where you are. And there will be models that will not probably work on the carrier that you wanted to. So be careful when you buy your iPad Pro with um, 5G and built inside of it, because it might be running on something that doesn't really support the native 5G network. It might be a different type of um, frequency that they carry versus because remember, if you're going and you're bringing it to somewhere like the Bahamas, then you're going across to the United States to buy it. They have AT&T, T-Mobile, Sprint, Verizon, so on and so forth. And most of them have different frequencies. 
which means most of them guess what they have different models so you have to get the one that is most likely going to be the model that we use down here which is really not that great of an option because 5g is not coming anytime soon which means you're not coming going to be figuring out what model to actually get because you won't know what frequency to get so i would just wait <laughs> implying the conspiracy theorists over here want 5g yeah they mm, how should i put this there are conspiracy theorists about 5g everywhere in the world if they see a tower they think it's 5g if they see well if they see a new tower they think it's 5g that's just simply not the case even here they thought the 5g towers were going up they were just new regular lte towers nothing 5g about them so yeah now i would like to say apple did a really nice touch with the front facing camera on the ipad pro they brought something that is typically more PC centric and it's more so with actual webcams where they pretty much give you a ultra wide angle and then they use software to pretty much track your face. So if I move to the right, then the camera focuses more onto my face over here. And when I move to the right um, to the left, it does the same thing. They also have a nice feature to where if someone else comes into the um into the frame and i'm over here it pans out so that you can actually see them over here as well now of course they're going to be coming out with something new in terms of display how crystal it is yeah so there's a new liquid retina hdr display um with a thousand nits of brightness and 1600 nits at peak brightness um i wouldn't really suggest running it that high but hey now it does run hdr 10 dolby vision and atmos so you're going to be getting one of the best viewing experiences that you can pretty much get anywhere even um on one of the best one of the better tvs that you can probably buy granted it's on a smaller scale it's only on a 12 inch tablet and you're going to be having to deal with the audio that comes from it. But if you want something that's portable and that you can watch stuff on, by all means, this is your baby right here. And uh, while they said all day battery life, mm, that always depends. Always, always depends on how you use it. Now, we're going to be moving just a little bit differently. They came up with a few other things, such as Apple Card family. So we already know what Apple Card is. It's pretty much something that ties into your Apple ID, your credit card system that's on there. And you can use this card, which doesn't have any numbers or it just has your name on it that you can use to pay for things. And for a lot of people, that's great for security because then you give someone your card. They can't go like taking the numbers off of it kind of thing. They just swipe it and that's it. Yeah, Apple Card. Wait, you don't know about Apple Card? Check that out. It's actually pretty neat. Um, they have their own card system, but you have to have a US bank account or a supporting bank account, I should say, from whichever country that supports it. And not every country supports it and not every bank in every country supports it. 
that's one of the things very similar to what they did with apple pay and um google pay and stuff like that they work with the banks to get this to work over there otherwise you have to use like like i said a u.s bank account and then it would be charged for whatever so if you use it here you're going to be charged well the currency conversion fee so it's not really the best in terms of stuff like that but they came up with apple card family um which is interesting for one main reason one main reason they allow anyone over the age of 13 to essentially have a debit card or credit card whatever you actually have on your apple id which means if you trust your kids well enough then uh and have a credit card on your apple id well uh buddy boy <laughs> you're in trouble uh let's see you say it sounds more inconvenient than anything if you don't live in the u.s that is like i said there are more countries that have it it's just countries like ours like the bahamas we just don't which is unfortunate but we don't have a lot of things period of how our government works and actually no not necessarily our government but our banking system works and that's because we have pretty much mainly foreign banking that don't check for us like that they just do their own thing and do the much better stuff back home in canada so yeah then they actually came out with another neat thing called apple podcast subscriptions so for those of you that don't know if you do listen to podcasts there's apple podcasts where you know people can upload their podcast to apple devices and people can find them easily on itunes to download them listen to them or stream them however you want to do it this now allows for persons to pretty much put in whatever type of fee that they want. Let's say I want to take this stream, make it my podcast, like what we normally do. So if you want the audio version of these podcasts, they typically come out within 24 hours afterwards of the live stream. And um, we put it up pretty much everywhere. Uh, Google, Apple, Spotify, so on and so forth. So you can always listen to it on the go. What Apple is doing is they're saying, okay, well, you can help support your the creators of the podcast that you listen to by buying or um, subscribing to their podcast. And so that can be anywhere from, I think, about 50 cents. Um, I'm just double checking my facts really quick. Uh, yeah, about 50 pennies, so 50 cents per month. To whatever they want to set it up to the only problem is people have found that Apple is going to be taking for the first year 30% of whatever that creator makes and the second year they're gonna be taking 15% and I think it's gonna continue after that so yeah it's not necessarily the best but that kind of lines up with what how Apple takes the revenue share anyway that's what actually a number of online revenue share, well, revenue share uh, percentages normally is. They take 30% of whatever it is that you make off of their platform. Um, a good thing is that they're not locking anyone down into being Apple exclusive. But 
at the same point they were probably going to be making it so that they would prefer things like ads to not be on the subscribe um, subscription versions so if you have a version that you normally throw up everywhere for example you might not be able to necessarily in the future do that with apple po um, podcast subscriptions and you probably need a version just for that so essentially you would have a version for apple that doesn't have any ads but for spotify and google um, podcasts and stuff like that then you'd have the one that has your ads that's built into it or whatever it is um so another thing that they're saying is that um creators will be in will be able to enroll in the new apple podcasters program which will provide access to all the tools needed to build and distribute premium subscriptions on podcast for 1999 or 1999 um i think that's both in pounds and us dollars and 25 dollars if you're in australia per year so there's that which has gotten others to start upping their game so for example spotify has now come out with a competitor pretty much saying that you know they are and it's unfortunate that they're doing it like this but they're giving out three price tiers a 299 599 sorry 4.99 and 7.99 per month model um so you can select from which episodes will be behind the paywall as the creator um you can put your entire thing behind a paywall or just certain episodes you can have samples so on and so forth um so they're starting that off that's going to be started off with just 12 um podcasts that's in the states and then slowly build up over time they have npr working with them with some other shows that's going to be getting in on that and um they are also getting exclusivity to certain platforms but also behind a paywall so it's it's a little funky but it's also nice that there are others getting in on this because let's be honest a lot of podcasters they don't make a lot of money unless it's coming from ads or a patron or something like that um and those ads only pretty much work if you have enough people listening to your podcast either when you're live and if you're live then you're having an ad like in the middle of your podcast or if you are editing it in then that's just going to be the audio version so you need people to actually listen to the audio version of your podcast and that would be the metrics based on that so if you're only pulling in like maybe a hundred listeners you're not going to be making a lot of money or being able to attract pretty much any real money from a marketer but if you're reaching a few thousand then you get a whole lot more into that and so something like this helps but at the same point you have to be willing to find well willing to actually help out so in a sense it's very much like twitch with the subscription models and youtube for when you ever you get high enough then you can subscribe which is a lot higher than twitch but this i think is more ground level which is neat now i did also want to talk on um Let's see. It's extremely hard to monetize podcasts because of lack of visuals. You're right. Um, podcasts just on a whole, unless there's something like this, isn't really that entertaining. And even then, sometimes this 
isn't what people are looking for. Sometimes they want two or three or four people on there all having a conversation, which we do have at times. But sometimes they also want something like, um, what's that really trippy podcast um, that became, well, something on Netflix. Anyway, it's pretty much this podcast that they put visuals over it. They talk some really existential type of conversations on there. And if you watch the video that's on Netflix, oh man, just don't be on drugs. That's all I'm going to say, because it looks like someone made it when they were on LSD. Hopefully that does not get me like demonetized on anything with me saying that just now. Um, but yeah, they are also, when it comes to iOS 14.5, which they said was going to be rolling out soon. Um, the thing about that is, is that, well, in terms of user privacy, there are forcing apps now to make it mandatory to say, Hey, we are tracking you across whatever it is that you're doing, even if it's within the app. Letting people know, hey, we have analytics to see what you click on, how often you click on it, that kind of thing. And they are banning, soft banning, but they are banning any apps that incentivize you to enable that um, app analytics that they might have built inside the app until they fix it. So, yeah, they're, they're really cracking down on the privacy of their apps now, which is interesting. Um, I would say that most persons probably should have it on just for the app developers to know how to better improve their apps for you. But if you're more concerned about privacy, then by all means, I think that's something that you should probably turn off and make sure. And um, only podcasts that you really watch are ones with videos. That's why we keep the video and we put the video up on YouTube. So if in case you want to watch it on YouTube, bam, there you go. If you want to listen to the audio version? Well, Audio versions are available as well. I think that's probably the smartest thing to do. And oh, crap, I just noticed you subscribed to Prime. Thank you, Twice. Welcome, not to the cookie pack, but to the cookie jar. Welcome, friend. Welcome. So, like I was saying, this whole thing is based off of the app tracking transparency that they pretty much have. So it's going to be saying something that's essentially allow app to track your activity across other companies, apps, and websites. Your data will be used to measure advertising efficiency, and you can either click ask app not to track or allow. And the first option is of course not to track. Hey, use that bidden cookie. Actually, no, bite that cookie, bite it, bite it hard. But um, I think some of the developers themselves are probably going to have a problem with the fact that Apple is pretty much making that do not track the very first option because a lot of times people see the first option as the default one. This is what I probably should click, which is typically why for gaining permissions, allow is normally the first option or whenever you're doing anything like it's submit or cancel this or cancel. That's the go-to action. That's the call, the main call to action right there. And so uh, I don't know how a lot of app developers are going to feel about that one specifically. 
I don't think they're going to probably be too happy. Um, just a reminder to myself and going back in time a little bit to the earlier on in this episode, remember how I was talking about the M1 chips that are in the new IMAX and the new Apple um, iPod Pro 12? Well, here's the thing. They're already working on the new M12, sorry, M2, which is going to be coming out later on this year. So um, reports are saying uh, the M1 has an eight core CPU and an eight core GPU on the M1 chip. They're saying that based on reports from what they have, the uh, M2 is going to be using a, let me see, I know it was, Uh, huh. I would have sworn I saw a report saying that it was probably going to have a 16 core GPU and an 8 core CPU, but I'm not seeing that right now anymore. Kind of weird. Um, either way, this is going to probably make somewhere like Intel or AMD start to wonder just a little bit about the silicon that they're pumping out, because if they start to do this well enough, and if they're willing to make the extra money, because let's not forget Apple technically is one of the world's largest banks. Yes, they have their own bank. Legit, like their own lending fees, investing, all that inside Apple. It, a lot of people don't know that. They've had that for years, at least, at least over a decade now. So if they wanna make that extra buck, then they might start selling those silicon out. Yeah, they have a whole bank. You, uh, I didn't stutter. <laughs> That's why I said a lot of people don't know about it. Don't worry. I'm, I'm bringing you into the loop now. Now you know. But, um, yeah, so they're saying that these M2 chips are probably going to be starting to come out in mass supply as soon as July. So that means... Personally, I would still wait, like I said, that three to six months, wait to see what comes out and see if perhaps by chance it makes more sense just to wait so you can get that boost of whatever comes out later on this year. That's pretty much what you do with cell phones. They come out with these lower end phones and then they come out with the bigger phones um, and better phones later on in the year. That's just how it is. That's, how, that's their way of making the better buck. And from what I understand, these are going to be on the five millimeter um, chipsets. So they're going to be very, very efficient. Now, some quick information outside of Apple stuff, just to end things off for the night. In case you ever heard about something called popcorn time, which was essentially a uh, Netflix for pirates, uh, essentially whatever you wanted to watch. You can stream it on this. 
it got shut down a few years ago and it's been a legal battle since but what they're saying it's coming back and even if it gets shut down again the way how to build it back up is now on github that means anyone can take it and put it back up if they're willing to so it's um it's going to be interesting a lot of these uh streaming sites that a lot of people use will probably start going down in time and but they probably might be there as a good backup um if you want to find out more news about it though a good news website i'm emphasizing the word news because it's not you don't go there to download anything is torrent freak look it up they've always been one of my good go-to places when it comes to finding out information regarding what's happening with the torrent community um even back in the day when it was like these are the top movies that people are downloading that's how i used to find what was interesting and what was actually worthwhile going to maybe to watch at the movies wink wink um <clears throat> and lastly and last least a lot of places are getting into branded content marketing or marketplaces i should say so for example streamers if you're interested in creating merchandise for your fans then you will either have something on stream elements or stream labs or um made by humans or you know some other website that creates these uh physical things that people can buy from you that have content that you would create designs logos that kind of thing things that helps engage your audience instagram seems to be wanting to get in on that too so based off of what i'm seeing they say that creator shops would be an extension of the company's existing shopping features which allows businesses to sell products and that they see a lot of creators setting up shops too. One part of being a content creator business model is you create great content, then you can sell your stuff, and so you can have creator um, creator shops as something awesome. Um, Zuckerberg is saying um, that the company is working on tools that would enable Instagram stars. So that's that's a whole other thing. Is like which level are they going to allow this to be created on? To get paid for promoting products creators should be able to get a cut of the sales of things that they're recommending and would well should build up an affiliate recommendation marketplace to enable that to all happen finally instagram is working on a branded content marketplace that would help match influencers with sponsors which is something that we've seen with a number of different websites over the past well five years or so roughly because a lot of places would be like, hey, we'll help you find people based off of your type of content and how much viewers that you have and this, that, and the next. Instagram saying essentially that they'll do the same thing, but it's more focused just on the Instagram creators. Um, he noted that a tool could help enable up and coming talent, key thing, to monetize and help create a creator middle class. So you're not high up there, you're not starting out, but you're doing decent. And you can maybe start up in here. I think that's what they're saying. There's no actual information on how these deals would be structured, he said, but the plan is to offer very favorable terms. I have a feeling it's going to be that 30 
70 split like I mentioned earlier again and that they're not building this up from the perspective of us trying to make a lot of money maybe they might be going to 15 the new tools are still in the work but could dramatically shift the way of influences monetizing their following on the platform so if you are on that then by all means keep an eye out see if it might be something worthwhile Twice is saying they are making branding easy for real. Like every streamer has a merch shop now and it takes 10 minutes to create if you're doing the bare minimum. And you're right. The only issue is actually making um, apparel that looks good and that people actually want to buy. Because um, let's be real. If I have to buy merch from someone online, have it shipped here to the Bahamas, that means I'm buying it which means I need to be cheap, which means it can't, uh, not cheap, but inexpensive because that's going to be a cost on my shipping, my duty, my customs, and my VAT, which I think clothes is like 35% of whatever the cost is. So yeah, I don't need your hoodie to cost me 60 bucks. I know some of the times you can like make a bare minimum, like maybe add an extra dollar on and that's still like 20 something bucks for like a hoodie. So mm, it's a little hair there, but by all means, I do suggest checking it out. But if you are across multiple platforms, probably having it just on Instagram might not be your best bet. I would always suggest see where you can get the best terms and conditions along with the best cut and the best quality item because a lot of these places some of their items will give you a lower deal where they pretty much like really like cut down on how much it costs but the fabric quality just ain't there like i mentioned earlier folks this is not the normal day for uh talking tech that's normally thursdays and it's normally at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time so if you want to check in check us back next week thursday at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time this thursday we're going to be talking about esports and that's going to be at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time i'm going to be talking about the fighting game community codes of conduct and i'm actually part of that and i'm going to be giving my thoughts on that so and how things have been going along with a few other things that's happening in the esports world that people might not know about so keep an eye out and uh, until next time, folks, keep it savvy.